T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Super Bowl champion head coach Brian Billick on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Coach, welcome back to the show. How are we doing today? You know, we're okay. It's it, We're kind of that point where, I don't know about you, but as much as I'm happy that I'm now going to have an extra day in my weekend to like see my family and be a committed member of my family, I am. I'm. Uh, they got a little football withdrawal going on here on Wednesday, Coach. Yeah. What, what's that ad say after the Super Bowl? Then uh, uh, March is just. I mean, there's. It's uh, yeah. We got March Madness and all that coming on, but uh, it does. It seems awful abrupt. I'm. I'm kind of the same way. And all of a sudden, you just you have nothing. But you, you got the combine in a couple of weeks, so you can look forward to that. I am ready for the combine. I, I do love draft season as well. Um. So the big, a few of the big things that happened in the Super Bowl were, and, and that Kyle Shanahan has now had to defend, was the decision to take the ball first in overtime. It's the first time they've had the new overtime rules in uh, the in the Super Bowl play out that way, where both teams get a possession. I'm, I'm curious whether you agreed with Kyle's decision to take the ball first in overtime, or whether you agree with a lot of the criticism he's received this week. Uh, given the old rule, I, I, I thought it was a great move, you know, uh, and they almost pulled it off. But given the new rule, I mean, it's it's so hard. There's so many things that you, you can look at and say, well, this decision, that decision, going for two, not going for two, going for it on fourth down. It's always through the prism. If it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't, uh, you're an idiot. If, if it had worked and they had won the game, it was, well, it was decisive and aggressive and Kyle Shanahan was showing the confidence he had on his offense, um, but that they lost. So now all of a sudden it's, he's an idiot and you fire the defensive coordinator. So that's unfortunate life in the national football league. I, I, I do question it because I think when we visited last week um, or when I was at ready roll last week, one of the things that I had said, I mean, this, it is uh, Patrick Mahomes. And if you could make a deal with the devil and going into the game and said, okay, just, Make it a a tie game, and I have the ball in my hand to finish the game. That's about all you can really ask for. And and San Francisco was good enough to, if they could make that happen uh, and actually went the length of the field. Because the last thing, you know, I, I said it all week, if Patrick Mahomes has the ball in his hands to finish the game, then you lose. Just he's done that time and time again. And, and with the decision, you kind of put him in that position. Given that, and I don't, this is not me uh, re-besmirching the name of Brock Purdy. This is me more pointing out that Pat Mahomes is the better quarterback of the two, which feels obvious at this point. As as a coach, 
you've got a young quarterback, you've got the lesser quarterback in that situation. Is there some line of thinking? Is 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 it a valid line of thinking of, man, I don't want Mahomes to score first and then have to have our young quarterback in that position to try and match that? Well, I don't, that's that's a tough one. I don't know because I thought Brock Purdy played well. Brock Purdy played well enough to win. I mean, at the end of the day, although the rules were such that you were going to get the, the scenario you were just outlining, Brock Purdy took his team the length of the field. Uh, it wasn't his fault that the the, uh, the penalty, the holding penalty, pulled them back out and was limited to a field goal. Um, he delivered, and and to his credit, uh, and, and I think he's he's emerging as one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Is he Patrick Mahomes? No. There's not a lot of folks living on that cul-de-sac, okay? Patrick Mahomes is kind of out there on his own. Uh, and, yes, that mentality of the last thing I want to do is give Patrick Mahomes the ball. Could that be in the back of Kyle Shanahan's mind and that I don't want to kind of put that pressure on, on me or on Brock Purdy to have to now match Patrick Mahomes doing what he's doing? Um, that, that's, that's not altogether out of the realm of possibility. Brian Billick on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now there is a perceptional issue on Kyle Shanahan that he can't win the big game. He was Atlanta's uh, offensive coordinator when they uh, they they kind of whether it's a collapse or a comeback for New England, um, they were on the losing end there. And now the last two Super Bowls as a head coach, he's lost. Do you think that that perception of can't win the big game? Do you think that's a fair perception we put on coaches? Uh, no, but it's going to be there and he's going to live with it until he wins it. Remember Tom Landry for years, it was the same thing. Brilliant, but he can't win the big game until you do. Uh, and, and, and the hard thing about that is that you carry that along, you carry that around because you certainly don't have a voice in terms of people wanting to talk about it. Um, it doesn't matter what you do. You can go, you can go 17 and 0 during the regular season. And then you can make a, a phenomenal run through the playoffs. And, and, and that's still not going to quiet it. There's still going to be that comment until you win the big game. So that, the hard part about that is it's not, okay, is he a good coach or uh, can he, is he a winning coach or can he do this or do that? You can answer those. Long, this one, you, you can't answer to the last game of the year. Coach, uh, obviously next year, Kansas City is going to try to become the first NFL team to ever win three straight Super Bowls. The great Vince Lombardi won the final NFL title and then won the first two Super Bowls, but we've never seen a team win three straight Super Bowls. So I am curious, as a man who coming off that championship in Baltimore, you you felt that pressure to repeat. I'm curious, like what, what are the challenges of trying to win back-to-back, let alone three straight? Just that. And I always have told people, you know, when we won and then it was, okay, can you win back to back? My answer was always, you know what? It's hard to just win one. It's hard to imagine even winning two. Not that you can't and it can't happen because it has happened. But now three in a row, all the things that have to come into alignment. And and that's the challenge right now because that's all this team is going to, just like I talked about before, the challenge with, with uh, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. The challenge with Kansas City now is, okay, this, this is a losing season. You have failed if you don't go and win this third one. doesn't matter what you do during the regular season. really doesn't matter what you do during the playoffs other than winning. Into, and, that, and that can't be answered, and that will not stop to be talking about until you're either eliminated, eliminated from the playoffs, either in the playoffs 
or you don't make it during the regular season. So whether they want to or not, and I can just hear Andy Reid now, and Andy's going, hey, guys, we're all about this season. We're, you know, you're Belichickian. I'm all about the next game. We're not thinking about that. That's going to be that's going to be the aura around them, and they're going to have to carry that. And they're good, going to be an outstanding team, and 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 they can do it in terms of carrying that around. But yeah, that's going to be the mantra, and that's going to be that pressure that is there the entire season, off season and season next year. Brian Billick on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. So we have had uh, one reporter say that they had a, a a significant player in the NFL talk about the desire to play in in Jim Schwartz's defense and how much they'd love that. We've had uh, Joe Flacco go on a national podcast recently and talk about how you know people don't understand how great you know the Cleveland organization is now and how things have changed and how you know it, it was it was a joy professionalism t- from top to bottom. You know, you were at the forefront of the perceptional change in Baltimore where they were a new franchise. You came in what is it 4 years into the Ravens? Two years into that, you win a Super Bowl, and you guys were pretty consistently in the mix every single year. And that, where we kind of looked at it, is that's where guys wanted to go at the end of their career to try and chase a ring and extend their careers. How long did that take? Like, how long does it take to change how people think about you in the NFL? Well, it, it's just a matter of first you got to make that seminal, seminal step in winning a Super Bowl, and then you've got to sustain that level for a while. Uh, what that while is, I don't know. That's a good question. I think it's strong testimony uh, coming from from uh, uh, Joe Flacco, who was a part of that organization for what close to ten years, for him to make that analogy. So, and that's a, that's a guy not just saying from the outside who's lived in both. So that's that's pretty strong testimony coming from Joe if he looks at the the Browns that that way. Uh, and and they're in a, a or in a division now that uh, maybe the toughest because you look at the quarterbacks. When you got to go through the reigning MVP, uh, you got to go through Joe Burrow, um, and and uh, I, I've said many many times I like Deshaun Watson. I like the way he plays. Uh, I think hopefully now with the past two years kind of behind you and all the noise that when he got there and then obviously the injury last year, if you can begin with that, uh, Jim Schwartz does a phenomenal job with that defense. Um, that bodes well for Cleveland, and if they can win a championship. Uh, yeah, that takes you a long way from establishing, yes, okay, we have, we are an organization that can do that. We've done that. And then you've got to just continue to sustain it as you move along. But yeah, it's, they're, they're on the right trajectory to kind of gain that. They just now have to kind of put it together in its totality and uh, win the Super Bowl. The Browns are going to be aggressive again this offseason. That's kind of the Andrew Barry's uh, modus operandi. And you look at this and they probably have one or two big moves in them this offseason, given the cap and all the other stuff. So I'm curious, it, it, in your line of thinking where the Browns are, should they be going to this offseason thinking, we got to make a splash move to help Deshaun on the offensive side of the ball, or we got to make a splash move on the defensive side of the ball to help bolster that and keep that number one? Uh, both, either or. First off, you don't. they're too good a team to think that they're just that one player away. They're, they're not. When you think, when you start acting like that, you're usually not. And usually it's the quarterback and that type of thing that you hear people talking about, that that's the challenge for them. Um, you're always trying to add talent, and, and you want it on both sides. I don't think there's any singular position where, boy, if, if the Browns get this, they're going to be a Super Bowl champion. 
because uh, they're pretty darn good and they've got good talent. So anywhere you can add it, you can make a case for obviously helping with receiving core, uh, uh, obviously a, a maybe an additional, what a, what a huge difference the top pass rush would make to go with Miles Garrett. That's one of those subtleties for years. We were trying to, uh, at, at the end when the, uh, we had Terrell Suggs, it was constantly, can we get that other guy? It doesn't have to be a future Hall of Famer, but can we, because that really tests the offensive protection and brings the offensive coordinator of your opponent into a dilemma of how do I handle both of these sides of pressure? So yeah, add a shutdown corner on the back end. So you could make a case in virtually every position that boy, this would really make a difference if we could have this guy. So that's a good place to be in when you look up at the board and as opposed to boy, if we don't get X, we're not going to be very good. That's a bad place to be. Coach, what's the latest on your friends from Signal Relief? Amazing product. You know, the advances in, in, in medical technology are, have been incredible, like everything, and Signal Relief is the next advent in just that. It's an amazing product, standalone patch. It's not an IT patch. It's not a TINS unit. You don't know goop or anything. Uh, you have uh, the, the way you apply it. You put it where you need it. That's the thing I love about it, that this deals with the electrical signals in your body, blocks the pain signals that allows you to do the other things to move the muscles and the joints motion is medicine and this allows you to apply that medicine of motion to where it is you're hurting i just got off 18 holes of golf the golf course walking it my lower back and it, it removes that pain allows you to do the other things to work the muscles and the joint go to signalrelief.com check out the technology of it it's really quite spectacular put in promo code coach and you get 20 percent off your first purchase Coach, great stuff as always. Appreciate you. Enjoy the offseason, even though it's bittersweet. Sounds good. Brian Billick there on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I disagree with him to some extent because I do think, like, look at how NFL teams are, are built today. That You can never have enough. In, in the way that I agree with him, you can never have enough elite talent. You just can't. However, where you have elite talent has never mattered more. And the NFL especially, like, you know, um, Philadelphia trying to build around Jalen Hurts. They had Devontae Smith. They went and traded for A.J. Brown. Um, you know, Kansas City had Chris Jones. They had Frank Clark. They drafted George Karloftis early. Uh, they had uh, Teron Matthew, the honey badger. They drafted Trent McDuffie. So... I, I actually do think it matters where the Browns focus their aim this offseason. I am a trenches guy and a quarterback guy. So I think right now the weakest spot in the trenches, and not the weakest, that's actually not fair because they were the best one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. I think the area where you can add another upper echelon player is the defensive line. And that's something I've been all over all offseason, and I just will continue to be. I think if you can add a Khalil Mack, if you can add a Joey Bosa, if you can, and I'm just throwing out names that could be available, if you can add a Hassan Reddick, um, you know, people seem to think things like, oh, well, this guy doesn't fit this system. Um, the wide nine is pretty, pretty versatile with the guys you can bring in. Zedaria Smith had not played with his hand in his dirt, our hand in the dirt until our, since his rookie season, he he picked it up pretty pretty well this year. I actually wouldn't put past the idea of bringing back Zedarius Smith. I don't know it's the most likely thing, but like I mentioned Khalil Mack. I mentioned Hassan Reddick. I think you just need to focus on the balance of we got to have a deep roster that allows us to do what we did last year 
And, man, we got to go big game hunting at the key positions, which are quarterback, wide, really just pass catcher, but pass catcher, O-line, D-line, and if – I don't think you'll need it, but if you can go fishing for your next starting cornerback in the middle rounds, that'd be a great spot to get it as well. Uh, so great stuff with Brian Billick there. I thought it was interesting, his, his explanation on the Kyle Shanahan stuff as well, because I think we've realized right now um, – the San Francisco defense was not as good as it's been in recent years. They still, as you saw in that game, had a lethal front four. And some of the concepts they were throwing at Pat Mahomes are confusing the hell out of Pat Mahomes. So I thought it was kind of wild that Steve Wilkes got fired today, their defensive coordinator. And it just, I think the NFL is really good at patsyism. I think they're really good at setting guys up. And I think, I think, uh, I think, Kyle Shanahan having to call a timeout in overtime to get Steve Wilkes to change the play out of zero coverage, I think is the fantastic moment where Kyle Shanahan realized he had something where he could scapegoat Steve Wilkes. I think it's despicable business. I think it is. A, and listen, if Kyle Shanahan can do it, a guy that grew up in the business, I'm not saying Steve Wilkes is perfect. It's year one of his defense, and he had a pretty – thin uh, secondary from a talent perspective. So he's also not the reason he lost. Like blaming, ba blaming Steve Wilkes because Pat Mahomes went down the field and scored a touchdown would when, when your quarterback, your hand selected quarterback got you three points and you took the ball first, you put the defense in that position when you decided to take the ball first. So I just think it's really, Fascinating. Kyle Shanahan also did talk this week about uh, the different players saying that they didn't know the overtime rules. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with them, make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. We did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. What I think you guys know how I've explained how I make decisions with that stuff in the past. I take all the information I can get, especially ones I haven't been in, and our analytics felt that was the best way to go. But as you guys know, I don't always just go with that. I take into account what they say, what they think is right, and then I go off my gut in the heat of battle, and I knew what they felt going into it. And when I think about that during the moments I have to make the decision, I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game, and it even had been out there for a real long time right before that. So uh, it was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Analytic decisions are made on a piece of paper, so you can read that and understand math and what they think about going off that. But that's why. I, but I always make it in a heat of battle with that information. And I mean, if it was like the Super Bowl the year before, the one that seemed more like a shootout, I think I might have felt a little bit differently. But having that information going in and the way ours was going, I didn't feel differently. I felt accurate with what they had recommended. We had this at the very end of yesterday's show, but we didn't have time to play it because we were up against it. And if I had heard that yesterday, I would have been able to tell you Steve Wilkes was getting fired. I don't know I would have said Steve Wilkes. I would have said somebody's getting fired because that sounds like an offensive-ass coach. And like he spent, he spent 40 minutes letting you know, or 40 seconds letting you know, that's what analytics said to do, but he chose to do that. Like, okay, buddy. Like, well, you know, it's, that's what analytics says to do. You can do the math. You got it on the paper there. But I chose to do that. And sometimes in the heat of battle, like, man, it really is impossible for some coaches just to be like, yeah, it was a decision that we set in stone at the beginning of the playoffs. And that's just, that's kind of how those decisions go. So we can make the right decision in the moment. I just, 
It just Some coaches, and Kyle's one of those guys, some guys just can't fully give analytics credit, or in this case, the blame. Um, and with that, I just think, like, I, I think Kyle Shanahan and now Steve Wilkes are paying the price for public perception. Like, I think the simple answer on why San Francisco lost the Super Bowl, they had the lesser quarterback, and they, in those final minutes, the best quarterback in the NFL won out. That's not that's not about the 49ers defense. It's not about um Steve Wilkes. It's not really even about Kyle Shanahan. When you when one team has Pat Mahomes and they're behind, they're, they're within six or seven points of of taking the game late in the game and they have the ball last, the expectation should be that Pat Mahomes wins the game. He's now seven for seven in those late game moments, needing a touchdown, being within a touchdown of the lead or uh, of winning the game. In the final, I think it's two minutes or minute of a game. He's seven for seven in his career. Brady wasn't seven for seven. Brady was something like 60%, I think, is the number that I saw. So, like, part of this is just why can't you just say, you know, guys, it, I don't know that it mattered who who did what. Like, I think, I think in the end, Pat Mahomes did what he did to Josh Allen two years ago. He did what he did to Josh Allen this year. He did what he's done to Josh Allen his whole career, really. Um, this is just what he does. So I just think it's wild that – I just think it's wild. Like I, I think people are uh, – I think there's a segment of the NFL media and fans who just wanted – who wanted to stop Pat Mahomes and were pissed it didn't happen. So you got to put the blame somewhere. And I think that is diseased thinking. I think I think fall guy. I think um, we got to blame somebody. I, I've seen it my entire adult life, working in various companies. The urge to blame somebody instead of fixing whatever went wrong. It is to me. I'll, I'll say it again. It is disease thinking, and it is so wild to me how in a organization with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, truly brilliant football men, that one you get defensive about a call. Give them a fifteen second answer, Kyle, and don't answer it again. That's simple. And and the other that they have to they have again that our thinking is we've got to blame somebody because one team lost. How about Pat Mahomes is really friggin' good? How about the Kansas City Chiefs have been there two times? We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Before. How about it's really hard to win a Super Bowl? You you didn't get fired for not making the playoffs. right? Nobody's getting blamed because you lost in the first round by 35 points. No, no, no. Nay, nay, nay. Uh, You just couldn't beat Pat Mahomes. Fire everyone. Uh, The other thing he talked about was the perception on him now as a coach that, that he can't win the big game or that they can't win the big games. I mean, you'd love to fix perception because I would love to win one for what I know about football and stuff. And I know if I fix perception, that means I did everything I wanted to do, which isn't fixed perception. It's win a damn Super Bowl. But I also know, like, when you say big games, like, we've got to win a bunch of big games to get to Super Bowls. We've won a lot of big games here. Uh, we've won a lot of big games to get into playoffs. The fact that we keep getting there shows you guys how much we've been game, win games or big games. And I think you guys are aware of that. But it's, you know, these two Super Bowls have been tough losing to Kansas City. But... To think that if we win that, that means I can win a big game. No, that means our team won the Super Bowl. That's what I understand. You guys can have any narrative you want, but like the success or the failure, it comes down to one game. And I hope that I can be a part of a team that wins a game at the end of the year. But to say that the Niners can't win a big game would be an extremely inaccurate statement. Yeah, there's. I think we all know there's a little bit of a verbal shell game there. There's a difference between winning a big game and winning the big game. And he's being purposefully coy. Um yeah, is it a little dirty that people are now saying, ah, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big game? Yes. Has he also had three cracks at it? One as an offensive coordinator, two as a head coach? Also, yes. Like, Dan Reeves is a hell of a guy. Dan Reeves is one of the nicest people I've ever met. Dan Reeves, when I was just starting out here, offered to come on my show quite a bit during the Super Bowl, during the offseason to help because he uh, I had met him once. He was just a super nice guy. Couldn't win the big game because he didn't win the big game. You didn't win the Super Bowl. Got multiple cracks at it. And did it drive him crazy that that was the narrative on him? Probably. But that's kind of the point. Like, Andy Reid was the guy that couldn't win the big game. And then he won the big game. Marv Levy was the guy. That doesn't mean they're not really good coaches or great coaches, but it's a have or have not thing. So it doesn't matter that you beat Detroit in the NFC title game or you beat Tampa in the NFC title game or you beat anybody. No, you either won the Super Bowl or you didn't. And it's not about what's fair. Perception isn't fair. Perception most often isn't even reality. But like Kyle Shanahan, I, I found a little a little telling 
when guys give more give as much of a care about the perception as the reality. The reality is it sucks. You lost the Super Bowl. That should matter more than whether people think you can win a game that you've had three cracks at or not. I never knew there were so many college basketball fans uh, of the Buckeyes men's basketball program because uh, I've not heard it from them the last four years. Uh, when they were in the tournament, did not hear a lot from men's basketball fans for Ohio State. But, uh, oh, the last uh, two months they've been activated. Uh, it was Chris Holtman. Uh, it was that guy. That guy was the problem. Uh, and they listen, you need to go back to the standard of the Randy Ayers years, the, the Jim O'Brien years. I mean, Ohio State has such an illustrious history at men's basketball the last 20 years. Like, Chris Holtman wasn't cutting it. I get it. We got to get back to 20 wins and and getting bounced out in the second round of the, the NCAA tournament. And so Chris Holtman was fired today, and now I'm going to bring on somebody to talk about the topic that I completely just crapped all over. Uh, college basketball on Fox. You also know him from host of the Big East Shootaround, Terry on the field of 68. He's Cleveland's own. He makes Cleveland proud every time he's out there. He might actually be the most lovable human being in sports media. John Fanta joins us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. What's up, buddy? Welcome to the show. I just get that love from you. Happy Valentine's Day, Nick Wilson. It's it's a pleasure to be joining you. Thanks so much. And, yes, uh, I think we've seen a lot of Buckeye fans and followers, including some guy that's on in the mornings on this station, come out of the woodwork and let us all know their feelings on the state of the basketball program, which ended a tenure of the Holtman tenure today. I just think Lima likes to fire people in Columbus. Like he was trying, he was made a run at ninety-seven-one uh, late last year. He's made a run at Ryan Day the last two years. I just think he, you know, if it's in Cleveland, people get mad if he tried to fire the coach every year. So now he's just like, well, I'm close enough and powerful enough to get those guys fired. Let's go there. Right, and and I'll tell you what, this this was going to happen. It was inevitable at this point. You know, it's it's remarkable for Ohio State that you look at back-to-back seasons for this team, and they've gotten off to good starts, but they have not. They have just totally unraveled when you get to the most important time of year. I mean, you start the year twelve and two, you don't even have a thought that you're going to fire your head coach in season, but it's been that bad for the Buckeyes. Two and nine in their last eleven games a second straight year where they've collapsed last year. They started the year 10 and three looked good. Got two wins at the Maui invitational totally unraveled. That wasn't shocking because of how much youth Holtman had on his roster. The thought was you can get one pass. You can't get two. When you combine that with the fact he never broke through, he never got the program to the second week of the NCAA tournament and Ohio state's a top 20 job to 25 job in college basketball. It's right there. It's not top 10, but it is very much top 20 because of the resources and the assets. I'm going to tell you what happened here. This was done in season for a couple of reasons. Number one, whoever your NIL people are in the hoops world had to have said to Gene Smith, we're not giving money. We're not going to be giving the same amount of money if Chris Holtman's back as head coach. And, oh, by the way, we're not going to give it right now because you need to make a change. You need to make a change. A week ago, Smith told Holtman that he was okay, that he would make it through the season. If he made the NCAA tournament, he'd probably keep his job. But money changes everything. And I think Ohio State's money people jumped in here and said, enough is enough. Make a change now. Let's get ahead of the curve and start this search now. We're able to get ahead of the curve, maybe get a candidate that if we fired him at the end of the season, we couldn't get uh, if we didn't do this now. 
and this is the world that we're in. This needed to happen. This is not the standard that Ohio State basketball has been at. You know, Fab Mata, what makes this a desirable job, Nick, is Fab Mata for 13 years had Ohio State among the heavyweights in the sport. They've got the money. They've got the brand. We know they're a football first school, but in basketball, they should not just be an NCAA tournament team every year. They should be making the Sweet 16 every other season, if not every season with the right guy for the job. And it's a sustainable job for a coach. It's not a job that you take and then you're looking to go elsewhere. It is the destination. It's too good of a job, too good of a program to have two straight bad years in the Big Ten. This is indicative here. Ohio State and Michigan are in second to last and last in the Big Ten Conference. They shouldn't be second to last or last the Big Ten Conference in anything, nor alone men's basketball. And that's why Ohio State made the smart move today. They'll be able to get a head start on their search over a Michigan. Juwan Howard's a dead man walking. He, he is going to eventually, his tenure's going to end here, but they're not ending it right now. Ohio State's ahead of the curve in that regard. They ripped the Band-Aid off today and had to. Is it just as simple as change the head coach and things will change, or do, do other factors need to improve to get the most out of this men's basketball program? That is a great question. In my humble opinion, it is as simple as that. You've got to identify the right guy for the job, and there's a deli line of candidates that we can get to here in a moment. But I just think, like, you don't start 12-2 and two and 10-3 and three in years and then unravel if you don't have the right pieces. They, they can recruit talent. They brought in a top-10 recruiting class last year. It's not a question of talent or being able to recruit or being able to pay money. It's a question right now for this program of they've got to have a big game coach. I think Holtman cracked under the pressure of some big games with this program. So, Nick, it is that simple. It's not like they have to rededicate resources or examine how they're operating their basketball program. Ohio State has every resource in the world. And don't tell me they can't have a great atmosphere down in Columbus for basketball. They've had it before. They'll have it again if they win. You do have to give people a reason to go to games, and you've got to be able to win in basketball in Columbus. It's not as simple as just showing up to games. They'll get that atmosphere back. But I I sensed apathy. And in Columbus, apathy is a bad feeling. Uh, Obviously, we know there's some level of apathy from a sector of fans with the football program. But this isn't apathy. If Chris Holtman made the NCAA tournament again last year, and lost in the second round. And this is what I tried to talk to Lima about when we were having these discussions. Like, they're not going to fire him. But when you combine not breaking through at all in the NCAA tournament with now two straight downfalls, like, the standard has to be bigger than that. And Chris Holtman was not a bad coach, but he had a really bad ending to his tenure. And when he was at his best at Ohio State, It wasn't good enough, but make no mistake about it. The reason why this move was done today is because they know how long the line is going to be of interested candidates. They can start rolling through that line now, be proactive, turn their entire focus on this search, which they have to get right because Ohio State can't trickle two bad years into four or five bad years in any sport, nor alone one that is an absolute priority behind football. All right, give me the sexy names. Give me the logical names. Okay, well, the sexy name that Ohio State fans have been talking to me about all afternoon, I'm going to just tell you right now, there's no chance it's going to happen. So I know that there are people out there who want it to happen. I'm I'm telling you right now, there's no chance. 
you know, Ohio State fans are saying to me, what about Jay Wright? It's never going to happen. He's done with coaching. He doesn't want to coach. So get that out of the equation right now. It's not happening. Sounds like it's happening. Yeah, right. It's not happening. Um, the, the names that are logical, Sean Miller at Xavier is going to get a phone call, I would imagine. Sean Miller has won over 70% of the games he's coached, and he's been to four Elite Eights. He's an NCAA tournament coach. He's done a great job at Xavier. And now, Nick, all those issues with the NCAA investigation are in the rearview mirror. He's clear of that. He took Xavier to the Sweet 16 last year. The program hadn't even made the tournament in several years. He got them right back on the map. He's a call that you have to make, and he's a really good coach. Greg McDermott at Creighton is another coach who's had a lot of success at Creighton, has put them on the national map. If, if he's looking for a change of scenery, he's a guy I would consider. He's been at Creighton for 14 years. He made the Elite Eight last year. He's made Sweet 16s in two of the last three seasons. He has done a really nice job with that Creighton program. Some others, Dusty May at Florida Atlantic. At some point, Dusty May's going to make a move. He went to the Final Four last year while at FAU. Lamont Paris at South Carolina is 21-3 and three on the season. Paris was an assistant for Bo Ryan and Greg Gard in the Big Ten for seven years, and Lamont is from Ohio. He's from Finley, Ohio. So he has some Ohio roots. He's now done a terrific job at a hard place to win South Carolina. I'd watch out for his name. One wild card to the picture. UCLA's Mick Cronin who Ohio Ohio college basketball fans know him because he was the head coach at Cincinnati. Would Mick be interested in a move closer home? Does he want to get on planes in Westwood and fly all over the Big Ten to Minnesota and Nebraska and Ohio State? He might want to come back to the Midwest. He could have a better NIL situation. I know it's hard to believe. But UCLA doesn't have great – it's not what it used to be. This is not John Wooden UCLA. They're, they're nowhere near where they used to be as a brand. And, as, and people don't care as much about college basketball in Los Angeles. Maybe Mick considers a move back to Ohio. It's a high buyout number. Granted, I'm a man that likes to watch the world burn. I think Rick Pitino would be a hilarious call to make. Well, you know what? Never say never uh, because he, he, with Rick Pitino, you just never know. Uh, I highly doubt that that would happen, but, but, and I think Ohio state looks at the situation of like, can we find a guy for the next 10 to 15 years? And there are guys out there who fit that bill, who could absolutely fit that number. Patino's a year in at St. John's. He, he's 71 years old. If you hired him, it'd be a matter of three or four years. And then he's, you know, he's probably hanging it up, which is why he wasn't on more high major radars when St. John's hired him. He didn't have to move when he took the St. John's job from Iona. Never say never. College sports right now is crazy. College basketball is on its head. This isn't the last in-season firing we're going to see. The coaching carousel does not stop. Uh, But I wouldn't rule anybody out today. You know why? Ohio State's money's not an object for them. They're going to go and get the guy that they want. And there are other high-major coaches who would leave for Ohio State in the same same job? That's absolutely the case. I just want to see him in an Ohio State tracksuit. That's all. That's that's just where. I'm, and I, it'd be a lot of high theater. We'd talk the most uh, Ohio State men's college basketball talk ever because that guy cannot stop talking and getting on people's headlines. And that's really all I care about: winning, losing, <laughs> winning, schmoozing. Who cares? John, you are a prince. We we love you, buddy. Great stuff. Keep killing it, man. 
Love you too, Nick. Thanks so much for having me. I'm sure we'll talk when March rolls around, my friend. That'll be fun. Fantasy season is coming up. That's right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.